Hello? Huh? Huh? What? Are you in there? Let me loudly move my microphone. Is this nice and loud? It's kind of annoying, too. <laughs> the uh, I told you about... Ooh, I better not. Well, no, I'm going to tell you about it. Okay. What happened the other day on my street. Oh, the person you know? <laughs> I'm not saying he's my next door neighbor. He's. I'm not saying that. Okay. But... I looked out the window the other day and I saw an ambulance on a driveway and I'm like, what? And, um, of course I peered through the blinds for a long period of time. And then they brought this guy out of the house on weird, the, um, they had a stretcher on the sidewalk, like right at the bottom of his stairs, but they brought him out of the house on what appeared to be like the dolly. They wheeled Hannibal, Elect- Hannibal Lecter around <laughs> In uh, Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's how they bumped him down the stairs, and then they put him on the uh, they put him on the gurney. Oof. So my beautiful bride, she has a heart of gold. She texted this guy's wife, and she's like, oh, my God, is everything okay? What can we do? Because they have kids. And it's like, maybe they need to go to the hospital or something, and she could step in and watch the kids for the afternoon. And um, it turns out... He was home alone. He had to call an ambulance because he dislocated his knee, changing the sheets on his bed. Bro, what? What? Changing the sheets on his bed? Yep. (laughs) How do you dislocate a knee changing bed sheets? Have you seen people, like, maybe he's fast. I don't know. I know nothing about this. Like, I know what his name is and everything, and I'm friendly (laughs) when I see him on the street. We don't really, and that's why I feel bad talking about this, because I don't even know if he knows what I do for a living. Holy cow, dislocating a knee, changing bed sheets. Yeah. He needs to change that story. He does. Well, even my wife reminded me of that, because I told you that story, how I had to get stitches in my finger. Did oh. I tell you that? I was. It was a Sunday afternoon. This particular event I'm just talking about right now was also on a Sunday afternoon. My wife was out somewhere and I was dusting the house and I picked up a glass bowl with potpourri in it (laughs) and it shattered in my hand because I've got, I mean, such grip. Yes, of course. My grip strength is insane. And the bowl shattered and it sliced my finger and there was, I bled like a stuck pig. It was unbelievable. (laughs) And I grabbed a white towel, just I grabbed the closest towel to me wrapped my hand in it. The towel was soaked in blood and I walked into a Medi clinic holding my hand up like this. And they're like, Oh, come with me. Like that's the fastest way in. (laughs) And, uh, the doctor stitching me up and he asked, how'd you do that? And I said, I was dusting in a bowl with potpourri and it shattered in my hand. And he said, you need to get a better story. Yeah. Both of you. So I don't know what you came up with, but this guy, I don't know. Maybe he fell down the stairs fighting a, an intruder. An intruder came in, yeah. A burglar. And he did that move where he put his hands up on the banisters on both sides of the, and they booted the burglar down the stairs into the basement. He booted the guy so hard in the chest it dislocated his knee. Yeah, go with that guy who may or may not be my neighbor. That is upsetting. And what is it about the uh, when you do see a police, fire, or ambulance on your street? Yes. Every, everything else you're doing no longer matters. Suddenly, everybody's <laughs> in their yard doing something. And I yeah, I saw several neighbors who were out there chipping ice that didn't need to be chipped. And <laughs> you know what the funny part, and I never told you this part. So the ambulance is on the driveway. They're loading this guy into the ambulance the Hello Fresh delivery guy comes up with a box of food. <laughs> He's just standing there, like, I got your Hello Fresh, but I can see your 
kind of being loaded into an, wouldn't you, if you were the hello fresh delivery guy, wouldn't you just maybe circle the block a couple of times till the ambulance leaves and then just leave it on the front step? Oh my God. Oh, that's an awkward encounter. Yep. When your paramedics run into your HelloFresh guy? Yeah. Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Solving the world's problems one podcast at a time. Do you get HelloFresh? I don't. No. It just seems like all they do is eliminate... Oh, I should be careful because don't they sponsor podcasts? HelloFresh is fantastic. <laughs> they just basically eliminate the trip to the grocery store. You still have to More cut stuff up, right? I think so. Yeah. Uh, I'm Garner Andrews. That's Bryce Kelly. Welcome to the podcast. This is the part of the show, I guess, where we do uh, recommendations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I went first last week, didn't I? You did. And yeah. it is worth acknowledging that the uh, band you oh, yeah. uh, recommended last week is at the time we actually talked about how they only had two songs. Yep. And that's all you got. Just yesterday, I was reading, they just announced a full album and a North American tour. How do you like that? What timing? I am... I am so far ahead of musical trends, Bryce. They probably were about to <clears throat> fold it up and call it a career, and all of a sudden they got this huge boost courtesy of the Garner Andrews Show and Bryce Kelly podcast. Yeah, they got the Garner Andrews Show and Bryce Kelly podcast bump. And they decided, you know what, maybe we shouldn't fold them just yet. And nope. they finished the album, plotted a tour, and all this happened in the last seven days courtesy of this podcast. Yeah, that was my recommendation last week. If you missed that one, take a listen Wet Leg is the name of the band. The song is called Chaise Long or Chaise Lounge. Uh, find it on the internet. That's where they keep songs. Yeah. Yeah. You'll find it. Yeah. So what have you got this week for a recommendation? Uh, I just watched a show. I watched the entire thing over the weekend because, let's be honest, I don't have a lot going on. What? So it's a limited series on Netflix. It's only seven episodes. I. You know what? Can I just say the limited series... I will watch anything if I know there's a beginning, middle, and end, and there's not going to be some lame cliffhanger that I'm going to have to wait a year and a half to get resolution. Yeah, apparently this is it, a one and done. Yeah. Seven episodes. The first episode's an hour. The rest are like 30 minutes, so you can blow through it pretty fast, but it's called True Story. It stars Kevin Hart. Funny man Kevin Hart. Yeah. Famed comedian Kevin Hart. But this is a, it's a drama. What? Oh, so it's not a comedy? No. Oh. In the show, he plays a comedian. He's like the world's biggest comedian, and he's doing a show in his hometown of Philadelphia, runs into his brother, some things go sideways, wakes up with a dead girl in his bed. That's never good. That's rarely a good thing. And then all the hijinks that ensue as they try to uh, keep that under wraps. Okay. So his career doesn't take a hit. What's it called? True Story. True Story. It's pretty good. It has a beginning, middle, and end, which is always a bonus. I like seeing guys who are traditional comedians do serious roles and do them well. Adam Sandler, Funny People. I loved that movie. And Uncut Gems. Yeah, another one. Where he was serious. You yeah. Jim Carrey who did that transition. Uh, Robin Williams did that a bunch. Yeah. There's a few of them. And Kevin Hart was good. His brother is played by Wesley Snipes. Ooh. And he was good too. Okay. So it was good. I'm going to watch that. Um, I have three... Different recommendations this week. Three. It's an embarrassment of riches when it comes to... Re- <laughs> One of them is so good that I can't finish it. My hands sweat so bad. Have you watched uh, The Alpinist? Is that what you call it? The Alpinist? The Alpinist? No. Ooh, it's about a Canadian alpine climber named okay. Mark andre Leclerc. 
but my hands sweat so badly watching it, I couldn't finish it. When you say alpine climber, like he climbs the side of mountains? With no ropes. With no ropes? Yeah, he's like that Alec Honnold guy, the, the Don Wall. Was that the, what was that called? No, uh, Solo, Free Solo. Oh, yeah. That one, another one that I could barely get through. So watch the, well, I got to finish it. Maybe it's horrible. Maybe it ends really, really badly. I don't know, but. <laughs> Where's, what's that on? Uh, I don't know. I just talk into my remote. Don't you do that? No, I don't. I don't have a fancy remote. I think it's Amazon. Okay. I think it might be Amazon. Anyway, my real recommendation this week, it's another podcast. Um, I've recommended a podcast from these people before, Wondery. They're the company that makes this. This one, it's called Against the Odds. And remember I was telling you about that one that they did about the cave rescue mm, of the Thai yeah. boys soccer team? This time around... They've done an incredible recreation of the rescue of those uh, 33 Chilean miners. Oh, my God. From a shaft 2,000 feet below the Earth's surface. When was and, that? Uh, August of 2010, Bryce. Holy cow, 11 years ago? Yeah, they didn't haul them out until... Yesterday? <laughs> Last week? <laughs> yeah, they were really hungry. <laughs> you should have... And lucky, because they've lost weight... <laughs> They're rescued. Spoiler alert. Oh. Yeah. They got rescued. I think it was in the fall of that. I think they were down there for a few months. They were down there for a while. Yeah. And they had like they had to they had to drill a hole through the earth's surface and build an elevator and pull them out one at a time. And to this day, I still say that is the greatest piece of television, live television I've ever watched in my life. It was spectacular. So anyway, this podcast, it's a six-parter. The one thing, and I remember this too about the Chile or the Thai cave rescue one. It's a little overly dramatic at times. Like there's lots of sound effects. There's lots of dramatic music. But the one thing that keeps pulling me out of it is they say things that they would have no way of knowing that's actually what went down. It's like uh, shift supervisor, blah, 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 dragged his hand across the jagged rock and said, I'm getting too old for this. <laughs> like, how do you know he said that sounds like a diehard line or something. But um, anyway, go grab that one. Wondery is the company makes it. It's season eight of Against the Odds, the Chilean mine collapse. That's my recommendation. Okay, that sounds intense. You have questions? Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly have answers. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Hey, Bryce. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ranjit called the show the other day. Uh, he said this. Which is the more iconic guy you would like to hang out with? The Canadian Tire guy or the A&W guy? And that got us talking about, I guess, the power rankings of TV spokespeople. Yeah, it turns out we all have a lot of feelings about this, specifically about the Canadian Tire guy or A&W guy. Yeah, and I think personally, I would hang with Canadian Tire guy. I like his sense of humor. He's self-deprecating. That's how I feel too. And mm -hmm. also just the only thing, uh, the only knock against the A&W guy for me is there is a commercial, and I've seen it several times since we started talking yeah. about it, where he's talking to a chef about grass-fed beef. He's got an obsession with grass-fed beef. We get it. It's good beef. Yeah. But he does, uh, at one point, a cheers. They cheers coffee mugs. <laughs> and for some reason, that just grinds my gears, and I hate. I take my cheers very seriously. So what are you stingier with, your cheers or your Facebook likes? Because I never see a Bryce <laughs> Kelly Facebook like on anything. No, I'm probably a little more stingy with those. 
Yeah. But the cheers, the coffee mug cheers, I was not a big fan of. So that's if, the only reason. But what about like a beer cheers? You go out, you meet a friend and yeah. the beers arrive and your friend, you're never going to initiate the cheers though, right? No, I never But will. you will reciprocate the cheers? Because I, I'm too thin-skinned. I live in fear of the cheers rejection. Yeah, you don't need that. No, I don't need that in my life. So, so the back- beer, beer cheers is the good cheers. Okay. Coffee cheers, get out of here. <laughs> What about the burger cheers? Have you ever done that one before? Burger cheers. I the don't burger like. burger cheers is a funny cheers. I would do that. You know what really makes me mad? I doubt you've seen it because you're not on the gram. Mm-hmm. There's a thing people do where they're taking a story. They're at a bar and they'll cheers, but they'll cheers their glass against the camera lens of their phone. So what? it looks like they're cheersing you at home. Yeah. Meanwhile, they're a troubled loner in a pub by themselves. Cheersing their phone. Yeah, and because you, and you, you refuse to go out with them. And you see that 12 hours later while you're sitting on the toilet. Mm. And for some reason, I don't know, the uh, when you cheers your own phone, I hate it so It's a much. little needy, isn't it? It is. Yeah. We get it. You're having a wonderful time. You have a life. Good for you. I don't. I'm just stuck at home <laughs> on this toilet forever. I'm just putting in the work. Uh, have you ever texted me from the toilet? No, I don't think so. Thank God. I can't keep track of that stuff. Yeah. But long story short, I picked Canadian Tire Guy over A&W Guy. For that one, some would say shallow reason. You and I are going to have to fight over Canadian Tire Guy. Although someone did say, what if A&W Guy brings the food? And mm. then whew, then suddenly that coffee cheers doesn't matter as much. Is he bringing teen burgers or Beyond Meat breakfast sandwiches? Ew, I did not care for those. <laughs> Uh, it, it's got to be a teen. Maybe yeah. some onion rings. Okay. Maybe what if some... he brought chubby chicken? I'd be in it for the chubby what chicken. What about a whistle dog? What if he brought you a whistle dog? I'd eat a whistle dog. Okay. So uh, <laughs> this got us talking about the greatest TV spokesperson of all time. And we're we're kind of thinking maybe we could do an entire March Madness of TV spokespeople. At first, you scoffed aloud when I suggested that because you're like, what? There's like eight TV spokespeople. Mm -hmm. I can think of like 10 offhand. And then people start texting in and you're like, oh, my God. Yeah, the one one that we forgot about, Travago guy, disheveled Travago guy. Man, did that guy have some troubles? He did, but everybody loved disheveled Travago. He was sort of like the women were all sort of, who's disheveled Travago guy? And the guys were sort of like, yeah, I respect that guy. He stays out late. All the women wanted him. All the men wanted to be him. Exactly. That's what it was. And then one night he got a DUI and ended his career. (laughs) He's doing these international commercials, not even tucking in his shirt, not even ironing that shirt. It never made sense to me. Like, what were they? (laughs) It's like... Travago guy, you knew you had a commercial shoot in the morning. Maybe you could have gone home at midnight or one. Maybe you could have ironed your shirt before you went out last night. Yeah. Don't make it look like you combed your hair with a chicken bone. Yeah. Put some effort into it. Somebody said, uh, disheveled Travago guy used to make me so angry. Like, why are you disheveled? What happened? That's what it What He drew you in because you wanted to know his backstory. You wanted to know, where did you go last night, Travago guy? Do you still have both your kidneys? He gives off hint of bad boy. He does. And he started thinking, maybe I could change him. But you uh, can't change him. No. Uh, another uh, disgraced TV pitch guy would be uh, Sham Wow guy, because I think you mentioned him. Oh, yeah, Vince. He's one of the ones I thought of immediately. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think he, too, had a good time one night. and uh, Yeah. 
things changed for him. He did ShamWow. He also did the Slap Chop as well. Slap Chop. And there was some stain remover thing he had that was... I wish I could remember what it was called, but go back and watch the commercial. It is so over the line and oh. offensive. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I think I do, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, that guy was weird. Yeah. There was something about him I did not care for. If you are looking to have a, a night where you're forgetting your troubles and mm-hmm. you're just throwing caution to the wind, he'd be the guy to hang out with. Somebody texted and said, Bryce mentioned Vince, the ShamWow guy. Sure, he's had some trouble. But if it's for a fun Friday night, that night ends Saturday morning with a car fire. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Another vote for disheveled Travago guy. Mm. Uh, a lot of people suggested flow from Progressive Insurance. Sure. Uh, a couple of votes for my pillow guy too. Oof. I, no, 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 thanks. Nope. <laughs> what about uh, Captain Obvious? Oh yeah, that name came in over and over again. Captain Obvious is pretty good. I don't understand, and again, it's a fine, fine store, but I question their choice of pitchmen. I'm talking about Daryl Jones from Save On Foods. Mm. He, he, yeah. Is he the everyman? Is, what is that? I don't know. I think he just uh, he runs the company and decided he's going to put himself in the commercial. Oh, is that where that came from? I think so. He, that's not an actor? I don't think so, I, as far as I know. Unless, oh. Maybe he's a really good actor. I assume he's the real guy. I think... Oh, I thought they just hired a guy and said, hey, your name's Daryl Jones. You're the president of Save On Foods. Ooh. I Ooh just we're going to have to Google that now. Have I been lied to? There's Ooh. one commercial where he drives a Zamboni into the store, and he's like, clean up on aisle seven. <laughs> and I was like, this guy, this guy's a piece of work. <laughs> he's a scamp. <laughs> uh, can I grab a phone call here? Sure. Hello? Garner. Yeah. Giorgio, first time caller, long time listener. Giorgio, first time, long time. Go ahead. Buddy, you guys are forgetting about Hal and Joanne from Go Auto. Hal and Joanne, yeah, formerly of Body Break, now starring in a Connor McDavid commercial. Like, they hit the big time. They're huge, even with his CGI'd mustache. <laughs> that is weird that they did put a mustache on Hal. He tried to get rid of it, and they're, I can almost see the directors, the marketing people going, nope, sorry, Hal, nobody recognizes you without a mustache. Or what about your old time, long-time crush there that does those infomercials for uh, uh, random things on the shelves? What are those called again? Oh, I know what your brand power. Brand power. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, they keep changing the brand power, girl. Nobody knows who it is anymore. Maybe she needs a mustache. Uh, okay, yeah, we'll put Hal and Joanne in the category of TV pitch people because they are, yeah, they're selling cars for Go Auto in that one. Hal and Joanne, I don't know if I consider them spokespeople. I guess uh, they are. Yeah. Connor McDavid, greatest hockey player on the planet, uh-huh. who lives in this town. He breathes the same air as us. I've walked by his house. <laughs> so have I. Some friends of ours saw him in the grocery store one day. Um, but Connor McDavid is in that commercial, and it's an ad for Go Auto, local car dealerships. Hal and Joe, yeah, they're kind of, they're pitch people in that. They I, are. I wouldn't call... Because they did a commercial for Go Auto, I don't call them spokes. I think you have to be a recurring. Uh, and they did a one-time thing. They were recurring participation. They're spokespeople for fitness, I suppose. Well, actually, Jennifer said that exact same thing. Hal and Joanne have been pitching fitness for years. Would not want them at my table as I'm shoveling wings and beer into my face. Wow. True. 
Excellent point. Yeah, I don't know. As much as I like Hal and Joanne and I respect what they've done, their commitment to physical fitness and the fact that they've remained a couple for all of these years, I think they'd be judgy. If I need advice on uh, how to wear a tracksuit, I'm <laughs> yes. going to those two. <laughs> yeah. They know better than anybody. But yeah, if you're going out to eat two pounds of wings and nine beers, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I'd get, I'd feel judgy eyes upon me. They would be there. I happen to Googleify Daryl Jones, Save on Foods, by the way. And? It all started in 1976 at the local Overweighty. Overweighty Foods. Which is a terrible name for a chain of grocery stores, but it's he's real? Overweighty in Cranbrook, B.C., where Daryl Jones got his start bagging groceries after school. After Well, this is a whole thing. Oh, it is Daryl's story. Oh, my God. I thought he was an actor. No, that's a real guy. Oh. Overweighty. That yes. is a terrible name. It is. It's like, <laughs> I hope they don't sponsor this. <laughs> oh, my God. Did we just lose the Overweighty account? <laughs> Overweighty as a grocery chain? Oh. Okay, that's bad. Hello. What about uh, that Mayhem guy from that other insurance commercial where he's always wrecking stuff? Oh, I love that guy. What's that guy's name? Um, uh, I don't. He was also the lawyer for the Russian mob boss. In the first John Wick movie. Yeah, you know, he that guy's been in a ton of stuff. But yeah, him in the, the guy who, he like you said, he's just wrecking stuff in every insurance commercial. Mayhem. Yeah. I'm going to find... remember one where he was in the backseat of the car making like he was a little kid. Yelling, mommy, mommy! Eating Cheerios and throws his sippy cup. Yeah, that guy's definitely going in. Who is this? This is Howard. Those are good commercials. They are good. What's his name? I always forget. Dean... Dean Winters? Sure, Dean Winters. He he's one of those actors you feel like you've seen him yes. in everything. Yes. Yeah. D- Dean Winters. So he I know I remember him best as being kind of Liz Lemon's scumbaggy uh ex-boyfriend. He, he actually always, plays a scumbag on a lot of shows. He maybe he's got that dialed right in. He is like you're you're writing a commercial like I need a scumbag. I know who. Dean Winters. He was a scumbag in Thirty Rock. He was a scumbag on Brooklyn Nine Nine. He's kind of a scumbag as Mayhem. In those he is. He doesn't care about your property. No, no. He's just emptying a garden hose into your car. Yeah, the one where he's got the skill saw. And he's sawing something in the front, and the skill saw bucks out of his hand and goes backwards through the picture window of the house. <laughs> How many times did they have to shoot that and replace that window? <laughs> like, was that just a one-time thing? And it was so perfect. Ah, the magic of Hollywood. Ah, oh, mayhem. He gets my vote. You're listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Oh, we had a couple of educational days on the radio show this week. By the way, we have a radio show. Did you know that? No. Sonic1029.com. That's where you find us. Maybe you're listening in a far off land and you're like, who are these knuckleheads? (laughs) This is a good thing for me to know. Yeah. Well, you can find us there. Uh, We started talking about, I don't even know how. Oh, we asked a question on the radio, trivia question about what's it called if somebody walks up behind you and yanks your underwear up. Yeah. Forcibly pulls your underwear up from behind is how I worded it. It's called a wedgie. Yeah. That's the answer we were looking for. We would have accepted atomic wedgie. But an atomic wedgie is where they pull your underwear over your head from behind, <laughs> like you're wearing some sort of weird hoodie. That's either a wedgie you get from either your closest friend or your greatest mm-hmm. enemy. But then Doug texted in and said, uh, we called the wedgie over the head a covered wagon. <laughs> 
<laughs> which is fantastic. It might be better than Atomic Wedgie. Ooh. And uh, I didn't think, I thought the conversation would die there. No, no, it just kept on going. Wedgie chat is where it's at. Yeah, we need a jingle for that. Wedgie chat is where it's, maybe we can do that. We snap our fingers like it's a Broadway show. Wedgie chat. It's where it's at. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, everyone recounting their stories of getting wedgied or just oh. the various styles of wedgie that are available. I didn't know there were so many styles of wedgies. I thought there was two, just the gentle pull yeah. or the over the head. But then you got the Melvin, which is the front wedgie. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why is it called a Melvin? <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> It, it, it's, it's like uh, I think of a Melvin, like when you see in baseball when someone steals home plate. Mm. It happens very rarely, and when you do it, you have to know exactly what you're doing, and you have to pick the right opportunity to get up to someone close enough that you could grab their underwear <laughs> in the front <laughs> where their eyes are, yeah, and pull upwards. Oh, what and, if you managed to, like, what if you managed to yank it so hard? That you did a reverse covered wagon. <laughs> we need a name for that. Write in. What would we... I don't know. Do we have an email address anymore? I have no idea. I'm just going to give up Bryce's personal one at his home. <laughs> Here's his home phone number. Um, no, we need to come up with a name for the reverse covered wagon. Where, I don't know what that is. A ghost face, maybe? Would you call it like the awning? No. <laughs> I like ghost face. <laughs> ghost face. <laughs> oh, yeah. Came out of nowhere, started as a Melvin, then turned it into a total goat face. Ghost face. <laughs> the damage that would do. Oh, my God. My God. You wouldn't Ooh. be the same person. I'm a grown man with teenage children, crushing professional responsibilities. Uh, I'm paying for university for two kids. <laughs> And here I am on a podcast talking about the reverse covered wagon. <laughs> uh, the pain that would inflict. Oh, my God. This one was so good. This is from Karen and her son, Hunter. My eight-year-old son is telling me you're missing the suitcase wedgie, which is when you pull the underwear and then drag them across the floor like a rolling suitcase. Holy cow. Wow. I've never so heard that. So violent. An eight-year-old knew that one? A suitcase wedgie. Man, kids today have problems. That <sighs> sounds like torture tactics. That sounds like something you would do uh, in Guantanamo Bay when you're trying to extract information from a terrorist. Yes. Now, you were talking a few minutes ago about how stealthy and how ninja-like you need to pull off a Melvin. Listen to this one. Uh, worse than an atomic wedgie is the banana wedgie. This is where you... <laughs> <laughs> this can't be a real thing. Oh, this is where you take an extremely brown, <laughs> an extremely brown banana and drop it in first. <laughs> so you Ooh. open it up so you can see daylight. Yeah. Drop the brown you throw banana. A banana in there like, like you're a, dropping it down the garburetor. Like a grenade. Mm -hmm. and Seal then, up the underwear again. And then and go then, for the oh. covered wagon. My God. That one requires a lot of uh, planning ahead of time because you need to brown a banana. Yes. <clears throat> this isn't something that you just do spur of the moment. No, this has to be premeditated. This yeah. is first degree wedgie. This is like a trip to Africa <laughs> where you plan and you plan and you plan. You get shots. You get all your documentation in order and then you go. Oh, man. Drop a banana down there. 
The slow reaction time. I feel like if someone went to give me a wedgie, I'd be pretty quick to get my arms swinging back there. Mm-hmm. The slow reaction time of someone that you have enough time to pull it open, see what's underneath, throw a banana grenade in there, close up shop, and lift over the head. Do you think that our grandfathers on their <laughs> podcasts back in the day spent 15 minutes talking about wedgies? It's all I can think about now. And the various combinations you could do. Could you do a banana Melvin? (laughs) (laughs) I think, I mean, if you have the quick hands, I think you could. The ninja-like reflexes. (sighs) The banana Melvin. You're listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. It's like radio, but on the internet. Wow! Attention young broadcasters. This is how you get the phones ringing. This is how you get the text machine thumping. Uh, you talk about either wedgies or vacuums. You either talk about something incredibly juvenile or something way too adult. Man, oh man, we this was from the same show the other day, wasn't it? It's what uh, you call range. Because we one minute we were talking about suitcase wedgie and all that, and then we started talking about vacuums again. And people love to talk about vacuums. I don't know what it is. There's a passion for it. Everyone knows that I'm a Dyson man. Oh, you are. You certainly are. I have the logo tattooed on my throat. Uh, One day, I will stop hating myself long enough to go buy myself a Dyson. I almost had a panic attack because I've had a Dyson for about almost three years now. Mm -hmm. No big deal. And I was using it and started pulsing. Oh, like it wouldn't have a constant strain of suction. And I was like, oh, no, this is it. Big birth is going down. Then I realized that's the Dyson telling me that the filter needs to be cleaned. Oh, really? It's that smart? It's that smart. So I washed the filter. Next time I used it, I, it was humming. It was just humming along like a, like a German train. Hmm. Are German trains good? I assume so. Um. The one thing that I always think about, though, and I've told my wife over and over again, oh, just get me a Roomba. I want a Roomba. Can you please get me a Roomba? And she's like, no. Why would we want a Roomba? I don't know. I just want one. Why do I want a lot of stuff? It's cool. And she's like, we have so many stairs in our house. It'll just fall down the stairs into the basement. And I don't, I think there's technology that prevents that. What did they, someone texted in, called it cliff detection, something like that? That sounds pretty fancy. It sounds pretty extraordinary. Yeah. Uh, Let me grab this one here. Hi. I figured I'd call you and give you some useless information today because you were talking about the Roomba. Uh, Those were actually originally designed off of a pool cleaner that stuck to the walls in the bottom of the pool. Um, They could probably climb stairs, but you can't, they can't distinguish what to climb and what not to climb. Um, And they probably damage stuff. Next thing you know, it's climbing up your pant leg and vacuuming your face. Yeah. It, it would be a vacuum spider. and People really wouldn't like that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how else to, I don't, wouldn't know any other way mechanically for to climb stairs and probably wouldn't work so well anyways. But. Everybody would have to wear a suit of armor all day. And <laughs> What if you come home one day and you open the front door after a long day's work, you're sweaty, you look over and that Roomba's on top of your wife. Oh boy. Then you become a sad and broken and lonely man. <laughs> All of a sudden, your life has changed. Your frame is forever bent. You're sitting at that bar, that sketchy bar where you walk in, and you just slide a 20 across the counter, and you tell the bartender to keep it coming. You hear someone in, in the distant corner mention Roomba. 
and, and you, you just lose break it. down. Yeah. You can't, you're not the same person. Or, the, or you suspect something's going on and you come home and your wife has uh, suction marks on her neck. Ooh. Oh, she's got some explaining to do. <laughs> you got to tell the bartender, he's like, so, did you lose your lady to another man? No, to a Roomba. <laughs> and he would get it. It's partic- I'm particularly hard hit by this one. Zing. I can't compete with a vacuum. <laughs> Especially those ones where it just empties into its own little container where it charges and the canister empties on its own. Yeah. You can't compete with that. Um, Man, oh, man, I can't believe the number of texts we got about the Roomba. Not even – that was all we were talking about. We weren't even talking about Dyson or any of the other ones. No. And I've talked about this in the past where it's like I just – I went out one day a few years ago. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go buy myself a Dyson. And – I have a few dollars. I can afford to buy a Dyson, but I went and I saw another vacuum that sort of looked like a Dyson and it was a third of the price. I'm like, oh, that's good enough. And I took it home. I have hated myself ever since. No, you got to treat yourself. It's a piece of garbage. The one thing about a Dyson, though, is you do have to hold the trigger with your own hand and move it around back and forth over your own floor like a caveman. You mean like the pioneers had to when they were vacuuming their sawed huts? Yeah, think of how the Amish Dyson their floors. That's how you have to do it. Whereas a Roomba, you just set it and forget it. Ron Popeil style. You just set it, forget it, and that thing takes care of business. Uh, this person says they bought an off-brand one. Um, I do have a robot vacuum. It is not a brand name Roomba one, but I do have one, and it is fantastic. So, what? How? What made you buy the one that's not a Roomba? Roomba. Um, the features that it had, um, for the price point that we were looking at, yeah. And this one is a self-emptying one, so it actually has a little dock that it goes to, and it gets itself vacuumed out, and then I just dump out the little tray instead of having to deal with dumping out the actual whole robot thing. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what to do with that because I've made that mistake too many times now where I go to buy myself a really nice vacuum and then I go, well, this one's uh, $270 cheaper. I'll go with that. And then I immediately go home and hate myself. Yeah, no, there's actually an Instagram page. I think it's called Go Clean Go that my wife follows a lot and it's got all different kind of... Um, reviews on cleaning products and the one was robot vacuums and stick vacuums and it really did a good job of breaking down price for um, feature. Hmm. Do you know of a morning radio show that talks about vacuums more than this one? Nope. See, again, you can tell that I'm pained by by my decision to buy a dirt devil that day or whatever <laughs> it was. I saw it in the furnace room the other day and I st- my blood started boiling. Like, I don't know what that is. It's so crappy. No, you got to spend the money. Whew. Get the room by, I suppose, if you're not going to go with the Dyson. Yeah. Um, oh, this is the one I wanted to read to you. It just, uh, this one says, hey, guys. You were talking earlier about whether or not a Roomba is a status symbol. Mm -hmm. My sister and her husband have to have the best of everything. The best. Not only do they always upgrade to the latest Roomba, they had their newest one custom painted. I don't know how that's even possible, but it now matches the blue-gray decor of their home. Oh, my God. So to answer your question, yes, sometimes a Roomba is a status symbol. Cindy. Cindy, does your sister at least give you the hand-me-down Roomba, her last season Roomba? Or does she just throw it in the dump? Oh, my God. 
to have a Roomba painted so it matches, that sounds, it sounds like it probably looks really crappy. I yearn to be at a point in my life where I have the kind of disposable income Mm -hmm. that I can just be like, oh, this Roomba is too garish. I need to paint it like my walls. (laughs) Well, it is on display. It doesn't put itself back in a closet or anything. It It just goes back in the canister thing in the corner. I've seen people, well, I've seen the videos of cats sitting on Roombas. That's adorable. Mm -hmm. And Parks and Recreation, he put his iPod player speaker things on it, DJ Roomba. Yep. So you can customize it. I've never heard of the custom paint job. Like a goalie in hockey does his mask. I imagine, yes. I imagine you on a Saturday afternoon going to the cool auto paint place where everybody's got their hot rod and people are standing around in the co- the parking lot drinking coffee and checking each other's hot rod out. And you walk in with your Roomba. <laughs> Can I get this in gray, please? Yeah, I just don't like this black color. I think Roomba is like Peloton. It serves a function, but overall, you're paying for the status. Shout out to broom enthusiasts. Broom? Yeah. What year is it at your house, Cinderella? Holy cow. Thanks for listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. Theme music by Garner Andrews. Guests of the podcast stay in the dumpster behind the building in the rail yard. Classy.